Okay, guys, I know y'all tuned into another episode today of Hot Takes with TP3. Before we get things started, um, we got a quick word from our sponsors. The first sponsor of today's episode is Prize Picks. I don't know if y'all are familiar or not with Prize Picks platform and how it works. If you download the app and you use promo code TP3BETS, you will receive a 100% instant match deposit of up to $100. So you deposit $100, you get $100 back. Let's say you deposit $50, you get $50 back, and so on and so forth. Um, how it works, guys, you pick two to six players, and if they'll go over or under their projections, more or less, um, you get up to 25% or 25 times your money on that. Let's say tonight you want to pick Luka Doncic to go over 28.5 points, LeBron over 7.5 rebounds, Dalvin Cook over 86.5 rush yards, and let's say you want to go with Jameis Winston under 205 pass yards, something or other like that, guys. It offers a ton of sports. That means you can have NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football. The list goes on, on, and on. They even have tennis, NASCAR, Anything you could possibly want, it is on there. I promise, guys. Prize Picks is available in your state. Download the app to check and make sure it's in your state. Once again, use code TP3BETS. It takes about 60 seconds to pick everything and deposit. It's easy withdraw, easy deposit. Once again, use code TP3BETS if you want to sign up for Prize Picks. Guys, our second sponsor for today's podcast is Alloy Sports. Look, I know a lot of y'all have listened to our podcast for a long time, but y'all are probably wondering by now where I get my stats and trends from. Well, if you want to build winning systems and use trends and stats like I do, download the Alloy Sports app. The app, the link is in my bio on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at TP3Bets. Go click on it. Download it, guys. I promise, guys, it will help you guys bet like a pro. If y'all want to use the same trends and everything I do, download it now. Alloy Sports, once again, that's A-L-L-O-Y. S-P-O-R-T-S, Alloy Sports. Y'all go download it and give them a listen. How's it going today, guys? We're back here live in the studio for the episode of Hot Takes with TP3 today, Tuesday, January 10th. It's 2023. I am joined in the studio by Ben Gorwitz. Ben, say what's up to the people, man. You hear that barking sound in the back of your head? Unfortunately, I do hear it, Ben. Back-to-back national champs for the Georgia Bulldogs. It's an impressive feature. Uh, only two other two other times that's happened, Alabama, the Nebraska way back in the day. Uh, listen, you got to give props. They uh, 25, uh, well, 25 and 0 in the regular season, 25 in the last 26. Um, the last loss was Alabama in the SEC championship game last year. And, the last loss before that was to Joe Burrow in the SEC Championship. So it's been a great run for Kirby and the dogs and all the dog fans out there. And uh, that was quite the massacre we saw last night. Yeah, to say the least, Ben, that was quite the massacre we saw last night. A completely unentertaining game, to say the least. Um, I guess, Ben, let's go ahead and uh, – damn, I keep having – I don't know what it is with me today, man. I'm drawing a blink again on something I wanted to say, but – Anyway, though, Ben, um, you want to give us the people a quick uh, recap of how we ended up doing on this college football season? Yeah, uh, I do have the records here in front of me. So um, college football, um, overall, keep in mind, this is just podcast picks. Obviously, Thomas gives out more picks on his TikTok and on his Twitter. Um, 21, 21, and two pushes for you in college football this year. Uh, 23 and 16 for me in college football. In the NFL, you went on a run at the end. 24-15 and two pushes in the NFL for you. 19-16 and 16 for me in the NFL as a podcast. 87 wins, 68 losses, 
four pushes, 54.7% or 55 if you want to round up, all given out for free. Um, listen, I'm impressed with, uh, with the two of us. I'm impressed with myself. Um, I, I'm sure you're impressed with yourself. You know, we try to get a little bit better as the years go on. We have, uh, I, I, I certainly will not complain about 54 to 55%. No. And also guys, I got to commend Ben a little bit here, guys. I mean, I've watched Ben grow with his bets year after year after year. This is the best year I've seen so far from Ben and probably my best year as well. I think overall in the college football season, so I didn't have an exact tally on my official record on all the bets I placed. But with my future bets and the Bulls, I actually did pretty well in the Bulls. I was 20-13-1. and one. I think I probably was down like three or four. I kind of did like a rough add-up basically of how I think I did in college football. I think I was down like four units. And But overall, though, I mean, NFL, we're absolutely smoking. I'm up over 13 total. I mean, Ben and I did a good job carrying each other in opposite sports and uh, – on the podcast, Ben, I remember what I was going to say now on the intro. Did USC not two-peat? Weren't they going for a three-peat versus Texas? Um, I know you're, you're thinking of Matt Liner years, obviously. Yeah, I just think they probably didn't count it because they got stripped of the titles technically, but I'm Maybe, pretty I sure think they did. I think they did. Because they dog-walked now- Oklahoma one year. Let's see. I think I feel like they did. Yeah, I think they definitely did go back to back. I mean, it's no, it just says two thousand um unclaimed two thousand two. So they have two thousand two and two thousand three. Got it. And then they lost that one in the next year. Okay, so yeah, so they did go back to back, but it's not counted because they were stripped of the titles. Good um, memory. Hey man, I'll never forget it because they did like some crazy like Sports Center piece. Where that they like were talking about, um, they like basically so USC trademarked because somebody had already trademarked three Pete, so they couldn't put it on their shirts, and there was like a huge lawsuit. So instead, so they did three Pete with Pete Carroll's name on it. Was what they were trying to print on their shirts. <laughs> it was basically the whole ESPN piece. But um, anyway, Ben, let's talk about that game last night. This was a real snoozer. A lot of people I talked to at work are not huge college football fans, and they all said they turned the game off in the first quarter. Ben, how much of that game did you actually stay up and watch last night? I watched the whole thing. Same here. Um, yeah. Um, listen, the best team won. That's that's fairly obvious. Um, quick, just just quick recap in terms of what I think. Like, you see, you see some people thinking like TCU didn't deserve to be in there. It was this and that. TCU absolutely deserved to be in there. Uh, listen, we got a bad result, but. It doesn't mean they didn't deserve to beat there. They had to actually win a playoff game to get this spot. It wasn't handed to them. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're mad at the result, um, I challenge you to not forget how great and how epic the two semifinal games are. Those are two of the greatest college football games ever played. Not saying they're the best, but within the top 10, those two are both in there. If you're upset that TCU got absolutely smashed in the national championship game, maybe you should be more mad at Michigan. Because the spread wasn't going to be 13 and a half against Michigan. I'm not saying that game would have been close either, because I think Georgia would also smash Michigan. But if you're mad that TCU got in that game and got obliterated, embarrassed, even more mad at Michigan. You get all agreement from me there on that one, Ben. Um, Look, I know Ben wasn't one of these SEC fans. I know some people take different sides on this one, but don't be that SEC fan saying, oh, TCU goes six and six if they played in the SEC. I mean, no shit they would, but they don't play in the SEC, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. 
Um, you know, bottom line, it came down to it. I, I talked about how TC should try to avoid the lateral throws. And mm-hmm. what do you know? First drive of the game, they're throwing screen passes. You can't do it against teams that are faster than you. It won't work. It just doesn't work in football. Mm-hmm. You just have to throw the ball and run the ball north and south. You have to get a vertical game going. Um, TCU, their offensive line struggled. Um, Duggan didn't have a ton of time to throw. Georgia blitzed them. How they have they blitz everyone? A lot of disguises coming in different gaps, and uh, TCU just wasn't ready for it. They were completely overmatched, and that's okay to say. Like it, it is what it is at this point. TCU was completely overmatched, and listen, last year. Michigan's offensive line won the Joe Moore award, which is the best offensive line unit in football. Obviously it's voted on, so it can be subjective, but they got smashed by Georgia. They didn't run the ball in Georgia last year. Like they did on everyone else. How do you mm-hmm. know they would do it again this year? So um, obviously Doug and not having much time to throw is one thing. TCU is still a tremendous story. Um, obviously for their own record books. Absolutely. Duggan was a backup quarterback or projected backup quarterback to start this year. Quentin Johnson, I don't think was a name that was a national name. He's now probably going to be within the first three receivers taken in this draft. Sonny Dykes proved that you can make it to a national championship game without the blue chips. I think it's, I think we can confidently say you can't win a national championship without him, but you can at least get there. And that's a tremendous accomplishment that the whole city of Fort Worth should be proud of. Um, Stetson Bennett. Second best Georgia Bulldog of all time. I want to think there's a debate. And to be honest with you, Ben, it kind of goes back to what we said. Look, the reason why I won't put him above Herschel Walker is even though that he doesn't have as many rings. I mean, he does have a Heisman trophy, but also, I mean, let's be honest. Herschel Walker was better than Stetson Bennett. Herschel Walker was like a, it was a first round pick in the NFL draft. You know what I mean? Like Stetson Bennett is like, Herschel's like a top, I mean, you could ask anyone. He's probably like a top 15 college football player of all time. Exactly. Like putting Stetson Bennett, like, look, Stetson Bennett skill-wise, definitely not one of the, probably not even one of the 50 best players to ever walk through the doors of the University of Georgia. But he put get, got them not only one, but two national championships, something they hadn't done in over 50 years. So I think he are, he has to be. Yeah, I mean, Georgia's had a lot of big names that, I'm not gonna like piss people off by saying he's the second best, whatever. He's uh, he's up there on the list. And if if players were uh, to get statues in, in college, then Stetson and Herschel would both have one. Um, no, I think he's undisputed I, second best. I don't see how you can even argue anybody's the second best over him. To be honest, probably not. I mean, he's got the accomplishments that most others mm-hmm. don't have that have walked through those doors. So yeah, I mean, he's definitely up there. And uh, I think he, I think he does get drafted. Late, obviously, don't get me wrong, yeah. but I I just like what we're seeing brought like Stetson Bennett was a better college football player than, than Brock Purdy was. And that doesn't mean you're going to be a better pro. That doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. It's a totally different game. The NFL is, but why can't Stetson, if you put Stetson on the 49ers, there's that much of a drop off. If you put uh, Brock Purdy back in back on Georgia, are they, as good, like Brock Purdy was not as good as Stetson. Now he didn't, but he didn't play have with the, the players. Weapons. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. But like, there's players we saw it this year because we saw a lot of garbage mm-hmm. quarterbacks playing this year. Like Skylar Thompson's getting starts and might get a playoff a start. Yeah, I don't see why Stetson can't be a backup for a team. 
Yeah, I don't know if Skylar Thompson was a top 15 quarterback when he was in college. I don't even know if he's top 20 at his position when he was in college. I don't think a lot of people listening to this can tell you and I where Skylar Thompson went to college. Yeah, unfortunately, me and Ben know that because we know everything <laughs> about college football. But anyway, um, Ben, the other thing I do kind of want to say back on the TCU side is, like, there's nothing for them to be embarrassed or anything of here. But, I mean. Man, maybe embarrassed. Maybe embarrassed. Uh, it's, the, it's, the be- worst lo- it's the worst loss ever. I mean, they lost by 58 points. It should have been 59 without a missed extra point. Yeah, but you got to be proud of the fact you were five and seven the year before, and you went to the national championship when you were twenty when you were two hundred fifty to one to make it there. I mean, those were insane odds. I mean, look, I really thought that Georgia's defensive line was just absolutely devastating in this game. Duggan had zero time to do anything. Yeah, I mean that completely mismatched. You have a bunch of five stars, whether they're true freshmen or not, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, TCU didn't face many teams that have a Jalen Carter on their team mixed with a bunch of edge rushers that are also going to be future uh, NFL picks one day. So, yeah, they, it was a total mismatch at every single position, uh, even the coaches. Um, and it is what it is. That's yeah, pretty much is. all I had from the uh, college football playoff. Yeah, that's about all I have either. I mean, me and Ben, me and ben will get some uh, kind of college football wrap-up stuff out there, you know, with coaches moving on and stuff here for y'all. In the next couple podcasts, but guys, let's move over to the NFL half of things for the podcast. We got our NFL observations coming now. Obviously, the playoffs are right around the corner. Ben, take us away. I guess we let's just start with who made and missed the playoffs. Anyone who missed the playoffs shock you versus and make that shock you? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I've got to say I was shocked the Packers didn't make the playoffs. I mean, I bet on them for crying out loud. I really thought, you know. Look, I'm not going to say the NFL's rigged, but I really thought there'd be some favorable calls going their way in this game. I also, too, I mean, I thought Detroit wouldn't be ready to play in the cold outside. Jared Goff performs much better at one o'clock. You know, I really did, but got to give the Lions credit, man. They really, they, Dan Campbell said in half in halftime, he said we were, him and a couple of the players were quoted saying this. He said they kind of were a little shell shocked. And Dan Campbell brought the team together and said, like, look, guys, we didn't make the playoffs, but that doesn't mean that we're not just going to come out here and play in the second half, and the team responded. I mean, got to give Dan Campbell credit, man. I mean, the Lions have been a laughing stock of the NFL for so long. For crying out loud, I think they won one game last year or two games last year, and the fact they ended with a winning record, it was awesome to see that happen. I mean, this team kind of has some swagger now. I mean, Jamison Williams, they show they're going to be flashing him too. So Difference maker. Yeah, so I was definitely shocked to see the Packers not make the playoffs, and then... Well, let uh, me, let me just uh, real quick. The Lions in an on-field interview, Dan Campbell said, "Yeah, we we're not we didn't make the playoffs. They're not making it either." Talk about the Packers, mm-hmm. uh, which is the exact attitude I think. If anyone has seen Dan Campbell have an interview, the exact answer I thought he would give. Yeah, the Packers. Listen, I, you're not an Aaron Rodgers guy. I'm not saying I am an Aaron Rodgers person fan, but I, I love watching him play football. I will be sad the day that he retires that I can't watch twelve throw the football around one day. But we sort of become accustomed to this the last couple of years. Green Bay has now been the one seed mm-hmm. that lost a home game in the, um, which would have been their first or in the, uh, they lost to the bucks at home in green Bay. Mm-hmm. They now lost a winner go home game in green Bay. I'm pretty sure they lost another one that I can't think of. Yeah, they right lost now. to San Francisco last year. And San Francisco, they had the, the buy. They were the one seed and they lost San Francisco first game. Three home losses. Um, in the last three or four years that Green Bay has taken all at home, that is a sacred field that you play on, that the Packers do not have a lot. The Packers, I'm, I'm almost certain, have the most wins out of any franchise in the NFL. No way do they have many home playoff losses 
uh, or, or win or go home losses in Lambeau Field. And listen, there's nothing at this point that can tarnish Aaron Rodgers' legacy. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks mm-hmm. we've ever seen. Definitely not the way he wanted to go out. And I'm not saying he's done in Green Bay. I'm not saying he's done in the NFL. I, I don't speculate on Aaron Rodgers because I the media doesn't know. I don't know. He's going to make his own decision. But if that is it for his time in Green Bay or his in the NFL, he did not go out the way that he uh, wanted to go out, no doubt. He's got one Super Bowl. Did he make one? I think he's only been to one. Yeah, one one for one. He's one for one, and he's got three MVPs. His his legacy literally can't be tarnished at this point. But I know for a fact that's not the way he wants to carry on the Green Bay legacy. Yeah, you know, I thought the defense was honestly pretty bad this year for them. I think they really rallied together and played their best game of the season last the week before against the Vikings. I think that was more so their all-in effort, you know, and they didn't have as much to give this week. But I think the team's like skill level really dropped off too. I mean, you basically always had superstars at the wideout position. I mean, Aaron Jones fumbling that ball really screwed him over. Yeah, I mean, listen, they they replaced one of the best receivers in the NFL with a bunch of young receivers ready to mm-hmm. prove themselves. I'd say Christian Watson proved himself, or at least he where he was drafted. Alan Lazard had some pretty good games this year, but they're just not Devontae Adams. Um, they're just not. not. Yeah, so it, it's tough. But it, that's the reality for Green Bay. They're bounced from they're bounced uh, not making the playoffs, and I think they would have had a hard time playing in, against San Fran in San Fran anyway. Yeah, it definitely it would have been a tough matchup because I'm pretty sure they have like the first or second best pass defense in the league, and they're ranked 29th against the run. So y'all know what what Shanahan would have done. It would have been McCaffrey and Debo all over them. Yeah, and then obviously on the flip side of the Packers not making the playoffs because the Lions won the Seahawks make the playoffs. Listen, it's a tremendous story, but this is the TCU of the NFL playoffs. They're they, they could they might they're going to get smacked by the 49ers, I think. Um, I guess the people now know which way I would lean on that bet. But I listen, I love Gino. He's a great story. Um, Kenneth Walker's had a great rookie year. Pete Carroll's obviously a tremendous coach. Yeah, they're they're outmatched at every single position in this matchup. So. You know, I think the Packers could put up more of a fight, but what do I know? Maybe the Seahawks can surprise me a little bit. Um, let's go to Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith has been fired from the Texans after one season. Um, you you left a comment for me to say that he he's leaving uh, Houston with double middle fingers um, and his cock out. So listen, he <laughs> he he probably didn't listen to ownership if ownership told him to tank. I don't blame him. Um, I think he probably knew there was a chance he wasn't coming back. I think Davis Mills is completely uh, fighting for a starting job next yep. year. Um, I think he'll stay on the roster, obviously. But, yeah, I mean, the Texans could easily draft a quarterback that could replace him from day one. And and I don't blame these guys. Davis Mills, uh, you know, a Hail Mary is always going to be lucky. But Davis Mills put, put together some pretty good games late down the stretch to put some good tape on the film um, overall. It's probably going to be tough to keep his job. But, yeah, Lovey Smith is a one-and-done, another one-and-done coach in Houston. Um, anything you make of that? They Obviously, they're not a very well-run organization at this point. Yeah, the Texans winning that game is the epitome of Houston Texan football and why that they're a poverty franchise in the NFL. They can't even take it outright. Um, might cost them getting the quarterback they want is the Bears are probably going to end up trading back in the draft. I mean, the Bears would be stupid not to. The Bears need so much, so they got to trade back at this point. 
But on top of those reasons, Ben, I mean, I feel like that they handled this stupidly. Like, I feel like the Texans probably told Lovey Smith he's out after the season's over, didn't really tell him anything. Shoot, if anything, I would have said, Lovey, you got the job next year, man. Go ahead, buy some real estate. You know, I mean, go look at houses this weekend if you got time before the game and then fire him. You know what I mean? Because that's the last <laughs> thing you want is him sabotaging your number one overall pick exactly like he did. I don't know if you should do that. That's bad business, but I know I know where you're coming from. Um, I don't know who they're going to hire. I, I don't know how attractive that NFL job is, to be honest with you, compared to ones that are open. So it'll be interesting to see what if they can find some kind of direction that they're going to go in. Um, oh, they'll well, also be, be paying four coaches because they still owe O'Brien money. They still owe money to uh, – the guy they fired last year, whose name's escaping me, the pastor, and they still obviously owe David Cutcliffe, and they still owe money to Lovey Smith. So, I mean, why not just make it a fourth coach you're going to owe money to? Let's talk about the Bears. They have the number one pick. Um, they essentially traded a first-round pick for Chase Claypool, who had like 12 catches for them. Just stupidity, man. Can, I mean, can, Claypool, can Claypool turn it around? So let's, let's, let's give Claypool uh, before – I know you're shaking your head now. Let's let's preface this. He hasn't really played with a good team yet. The Steelers, when they got him, were, were not good. Big Ben was mm-hmm. obviously on his way out. Um, and then they went through the the quarterback cycle of um, Mason Rudolph and, and all those guys. Uh, I think Dobbs played a couple of games there. The Bears, like Justin Fields, could could easily improve. We've yeah. seen we've seen run first quarterbacks improve. Um, over an offseason, the Bears have a lot of money in free agency. So obviously, if they can get a better offensive line, a better defense, the Bears team could be a little bit more competitive. Claypool is that big body receiver that's pretty good at the 50 50 balls. He's not great at him, but he's, he's pretty solid at him. Do you see anything with this kid? Or you think his career is just going to be a dump at this point? He is Kelvin Benjamin 2.0. He's not big enough to play tight end, and he's too big to pull and too slow to play wide receiver. That's what he is, in my opinion. It was a bad – I mean, I can't fault the Bears for making the trade. You know, they said basically we didn't give you anything, Fields. We've seen what you could do now. We want to bring players in to make you look better. But it's a trade that really backfired him because, I mean, imagine the receivers they can get now at this sec- with the second-round pick that they don't have. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the worst, some of the worst bad beats. I was on the Jets. You were on the Colts. Were you also on the Jets? No, thank God. Yeah, I was on the Jets. You were on the Colts. I lost for what Scott Van Pelt calls the pitchy, pitchy woo-woo. It's when teams have no prayer and they're just lateraling and they go backwards yep. and then they fumble. Uh, yep, so that's how I lost the Jets. You lost the Colts on a Hail Mary from Davis Mills. I will also, I do also no want to say winning. this. I, I didn't even think about this till just now. Two things. First thing is, Colts are on my shit list because they also cost me two on that Terry McLaurin Hail Mary catch. So I lost on the Colts twice this year on Hail Marys. Unbelievable. And then on top of that, I actually did for the first time ever in my life win a bet on the pitchy pitchy woo woo earlier in the week when Mississippi State walked off on that. So I guess it was even it was a bet for a bet, you know, like a fan that was a soul for a soul. So I guess it was. But the only reason the only reason you won the Mississippi State one is because the guardian angel named Mike Leach was looking down on that team. He was. He needed him to cover. <laughs> uh, Dak Prescott. He missed five games in the regular season, and he is tied for the lead in inter or tied for the lead league lead in interceptions. Dak's got to play much better in the playoffs, um, or you think he could be out next season? That's that's my notes. So, 
I looked at his contract. After this next season, there is an out. So not this season, but after the so next season, okay. there's an out on his contract. I think if he struggles in the playoffs, he will be on the hot seat. And if next season goes anything like this season did, he's gone in Dallas. Yeah, it, it definitely could be. We know Jerry Jones is not very patient with stuff. Um, and who knows what that relationship is kind of like. Did they – um, just cause, you know, Dak didn't want a franchise tag. He ended up taking it, I think two years in a row, didn't he? I'm not sure if he got franchised or not two years in a row, but I know he did. Maybe definitely won. And it didn't seem like his camp was thrilled about it. And then obviously he got paid. Um, and then the injury. So, um, yeah, it's, I mean, I think Dak's a good quarterback. It's just, he, he may not be the great one. Their offense, weirdly enough with him throwing as many picks still has been pretty good. Mm-hmm. But they have – it's the ugliest, but it's also the best – one of the best first-round matchups we have. Dallas going to Tampa Bay, where obviously Tampa Bay is uh, more comfortable playing at home. Tom Brady's very good at home uh, since he's been in Tampa Bay. Uh, and they're getting – they're getting very healthy at the perfect time. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are getting some people back. I think Tristan Wirfs um, is even going to uh, – I think he's like questionable in this game. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, they're getting some defensive guys back. The question is, do the Bucks have enough anymore? Is their offense still good enough, even if they're healthy? We, that remains to be seen. Dallas has a great defense, so that's going to be a great game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if, if Dak's throwing interceptions, uh, so I looked it up. So the last time Dak's, the last two games Dak played against the Buccaneers, he's thrown at least one interception in both those games. Damn, sounds Buccaneers like have a very good defense. So um, yeah, I mean, I think. I think Dak's got to keep the turnovers down. You can throw one one interception in an NFL football game. It's obviously just don't have it be in the fourth quarter when you're trying to win the game. But depending on when you throw it, a lot of quarterbacks throw interceptions in these days. Dang, I'm surprised you're not pulling out the uh, classic Ben. Well, I think it's bet. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be too juiced. Is the problem? We'll see. We'll see. You're probably right. They'll probably be like minus like three thirty if they even offer it. Sam Howell shines just like the just like we thought he could. I don't know if we really thought he could, but you and I kind of liked him uh, when we did our draft preview last year. Ben, we were a Sam Howell podcast during the COVID year, and he did not prove us right. We were actually a Sam Howell podcast two years in a row, and he never proved us right. Maybe he's going to prove us right now in the NFL. Preseason, he was. Preseason, I know it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean something, but it does mean something when you're a third-string quarterback. He put some good film on. He did. Um, But, yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, who knows if he gets another chance? I don't know what – position or direction Washington wants to go in with their quarterback. I not even going to try to guess that. Uh, Oh, this one's my favorite. Cause I've been saying this, I've been saying this for a long time. Brandon Staley's an idiot. Why is he an idiot? This go around because he played his starters for a long time in a game where it didn't mean anything for the chargers. Uh, I will note Mike Williams is expected to play. He had yeah. a back injury. He's expected to play. So no one else got hurt that I'm aware of. But, yeah, he was playing his starters in a meaningless game, and his wide receiver one took a nasty fall in the game. Yeah, I've, I was actually apologizing to Brandon Staley the last couple of weeks. You know, Brandon, I'm going to save my uh, final judgment on you for uh, for Tuesday. Yeah. McVay, um, again, I'm not going to try to speculate what this guy's going to want to do. What do you he, think he, he's going to want to do? Let's Let's speculate, Ben, for the sake of the podcast. What's he doing? Is he walking away from football? So let's flash back last year. He said he was thinking about it. And then he made some weird comment about like when Aaron Donald goes, I, I would go. So Aaron Donald signed 
at least on to next year. I think he's going to give it one more run. I think Stafford is his career is coming down. I think it's going to end shorter than maybe he originally planned. I think this elbow injury could be really serious. Now, obviously, if he has the surgery and cleans it up and comes back and balls out, then then he can play for much longer. But I think the Rams are going to try to run off to the sunset. They're not full rebuild mode just yet, but the way they built this team, they don't really have many picks. It's going to have to be a rebuild at some point, and I don't think McVay is going to want to do that. I think McVay's out, honestly. I think the Rams have a terrible yeah. rebuild because, I mean, they traded all their draft picks, basically gutted them all. They don't have a first-round pick. Once again, it goes to the goes to the Detroit Lions. I think McVay is going to go ahead and call it, but I wouldn't be shocked to see him go in the booth for a year and be on, like, ESPN or Fox or something and then see him back in coaching once again. Cliff Kingsbury um, fired from the Cardinals. Their general manager was also fired, but the general manager was told he – there could be another role open for him in an advisory role within the front office. Um, warranted. So let me let me before you answer, let's let's start by saying the GM was just signed, extended, I should say, through 2027. He just got fired. Cliff Kingsbury was extended through, I think, 2026 or 2027. He's been fired. Kyler Murray was extended, I forget the year. I asked you a question a couple weeks ago. I said, out of these three guys, how many make it to the end of their contract? They didn't even make it one year into the extension. Kyler Murray is now being told he's going to have his input uh, on the next head coaching search. I don't think that's a bad move. I think that means they're sticking with Kyler, which they should. Um, he, he could give a lot of coaches heart attacks with the way he plays football. I, I don't know if he's the easiest guy to coach. I don't know anything about Kyler Murray, but I think his playing style can be pretty frustrating for head coaches. He's not the greatest decision maker. He's one of those guys that thinks he can scramble and scamper out of every situation. For the most part, that might be true. Other cases, he, he takes like 11-yard sacks when it should just be a four-yard sack. That can be pretty frustrating. Yeah, um, I think – I mean, Kyler Murray's got to get a better coach in there. I think um, Sean Payton would be the perfect head coach for him. I mean, him and Kingsbury to get along, man. You saw it multiple I mean, times. Sean Payton's going to be frustrated a, lot of, with each other. a lot of teams' number one choices. Yeah, he will for sure. I don't know, though. I just think that Sean Payton, like when he evaluates everything, he made one five foot eight quarterback look like win a Super Bowl. I think he can do it again with one that's even more athletic than the other. Is, is that, did you just short, is that how short Drew Brees is? I feel like he's taller than that. I hate Drew Brees, so I can't say anything good about him. Uh, he's like one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the NFL. I'll give him that. Uh, and then we already talked about Rodgers, but I guess, do you think that's his last game in Lambeau? It's tough. Did you see Alan Lazard's interview? Yeah, but wasn't that talking about, wasn't he, he was, yeah. I mean, listen, I'll be, Alan Lazard does not know what Aaron Rodgers is thinking. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't speak. It's for a him, tough, it's it, a tough question. It's right yeah. after a loss. I'm not going to buy too much into it. No, I'm with you. David Bakhtiari, who's like been one of Rodgers' best Mm -hmm. friends uh, in his run in Green Bay, even said last year, he's like, stop asking me. I don't know the answer. Go on the Pat McAfee show and see if Aaron Rodgers gives you anything. I think it's going to be the same offseason. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to reflect a little bit. I did read that his contract makes it pretty difficult. Um, He would be turning down like $50 or something. Mm -hmm. And I think even if he retires or is traded, the Packers still pay him. Um. Listen, he he may not be the greatest guy in the world. Um, 
I think he loves and respects the Green, Green Bay organization. You know, yeah. They obviously changed his life. Um, I don't think he's going to do them dirty. Now, I might be foolish by saying that because we know Aaron Rodgers may not be the greatest guy in the world. Not everyone gets along with him. Um, but I do think he I, – I think he loves LaFleur. I think he does like the general manager. I think he loves, you know, uh, playing and bleeding, um, you know, green and gold. So I, I'm going to say no. I don't I – th- I think he's coming back. See, Ben, this is where it throws a wrench into your thinking. I would agree with everything you said, but Jordan Love is in the last year of his contract. You got to figure out what you're doing with this guy. You're not extending a guy who's played what, like a quarter in an NFL game in his career. Like you got to figure out what you want to do here. Yeah. It's either going to be a wash of a draft pick or they're going to try to trade to find a trade partner. See, the thing is, I don't think Jordan love has that much trade value because these other teams don't want to give up a bunch of picks for a guy that might not even be that good. Do you think green Bay cares how much they get back there? If if they think this guy's never going to play for them, what if they got a third round pick, fourth round pick? But at that a, point, you're getting more value because you're probably going to draft a guy yeah. that has a chance of playing for you. For and sure. you could also draft Aaron Rodgers' replacement then. True. But on the flip side of things, you could maybe trade Aaron Rodgers, get a first round pick or you know, a second or so. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you got to evaluate what you can get for both these guys and then decide yeah. based off that. Because, I mean, the Packers went into a full on rebuild. They could trade. They could give up Rodgers, get a lot back. I mean, yeah, they'd have to eat the salary for one year. Then the next year, they go ahead and extend Love, bring in some other guys. You pro- your defense is probably getting better. You still have a lot of those young guys in the secondary. I think the Packers really just need to take some time and evaluate here. I think that's what it comes down to is what the organization wants to do more so than what yeah. Aaron Rodgers wants to do. Yeah, they'll they'll do what's best for them. Um, yeah, I definitely agree. Well, that's that's all I got for observations. Did I miss anything? No, oh, I, I guess, think we got uh, it all. Is there a specific team you think is primed to make a Super Bowl run based on matchups? Uh, yeah, the 49ers. I just think the yeah, NFC. That's easy. Yeah. yeah. So so the 49ers, they play the Seahawks in the first round at home. Then they'll get the winner of Giants and Vikings, I think. It would, de- it would depend because the, the Eagles get to play the lowest seed remaining. Oh, they so, reseed. They, yeah. they reseed. So I guess we can't we can't look to the future, but yeah, I think the 49ers obviously get to play the Seahawks first. Um, the Bengals, I'm curious what you think of them. I think obviously, I think you you're gonna think they have a good chance of advancing past the Ravens. I don't want to look past the Ravens, but uh, we still don't know Lamar's status. They would then have to go to Kansas City, I believe, instead of playing at a neutral site. Is that correct? Um, I can't remember how it plays out, to be honest with you. Either way, they've had success against Kansas City. More success than most teams. Mm-hmm. You like that matchup? I do like that matchup for them, although I think it's going to be a tight game no matter what. Yeah, I think they match up well. I think they're they're perfectly comfortable playing in a shootout, and their defense has obviously stopped Mahomes before. They beat him last year in the AFC Championship mm-hmm. game. Um, yeah, I think the Bengals can do it again. Um, out of the NFC, obviously the Eagles, obviously the 49ers. Are you going to be surprised if any other team not named those makes the Super Bowl? Yes, I would be absolutely shocked. Yeah, I think I'd be surprised too. I think I'd be surprised. Yeah, I don't see it. But, I mean, listen, the Buccaneers are sitting there in the NFC Championship game with a chance to win. It's Tom Brady. 
Like at that point, we can just be like, it wouldn't shock us that much. The defense is really good. It's Brady. I know, but it's Brady and they do have a good defense. That's all I'm saying. I can't. That's all I'm saying. I'll I'll be willing to be very wrong on this one. I think that team is trash. So we'll see what happens. Well, that's all I got. That's all I got as well, guys. Tune in on Thursday. Me and Ben will be giving out picks for every single game, breaking down every single game, guys. Ben is always. You said we go undefeated. Yeah, 